but we know God knows every individual need of every individual person on this uh, fellowship that joins it and whoever listens to it and just listen to God. Like he can really show you. He speaks to you in your heart, through your thoughts, um, through inspiration, through peace, not through the calamity, not through the worries, not through the fears, not through the doubts. And so, you know, God just really wants us to go with him. It's a living relationship with the living God through what Jesus Christ made available. We got that direct access and connection. And it's through the ones, like through the ready ones, the ones that are, that God's working in, the ones that are humble and listening to the Father. And it only takes one. Just, it starts off with one. It doesn't start off with the multitude. It starts off with a grain of seed. You know, yeah. that one grain of seed produces many more seeds. And so we look at the nature uh, of how God has created everything and also how he's done things through the scriptures. We can see through the scriptures just how he uses one, one person. That's all he needs, one person. Because I was sharing in my one-on-one today, like we are the point of contact in the earth for God today. Each believer, each believer is that contact for God. So God set everything up in an order. And so for legally, spiritually, legally, for God to really move, he needs someone in this earth that's going to listen to him. That's why he put his spirit on the prophets to go and speak his message to the people so that people could turn to the living God. And um, that's why he sent our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to repair what was done. And so all it takes is a willing, humble and meek heart. You don't need to be educated. You don't need to have a certain standard uh, or standing in this world because God can take you from the pit to the palace. Uh, we see through Moses, just the one man, just the one man. God needed that one man to listen. And it took a period of time for God to work in his life. But that one man turned to God. And when God finally got his attention, then God worked with his faith, built him up, encouraged him. And then as Moses responded and done each act of God, he had his acts with God. Moses had acts with God. And so these acts of God that he done through a humble, meek heart, listening and obeying to the voice of the Lord, his God, then God was able to execute what he wanted to in the earth, right? You know, Noah, Noah was one. Okay, so when God, wipes everything out, there was one man and his family. And it was through that one man's obedience. He, he was a preacher of righteousness, perfect. He made many mistakes, but he wasn't perfect, was he? You know, he made many mistakes, but God wasn't looking at that. He just needed that heart, that humble, tender heart. Doesn't matter his background. See, your background doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It might have an effect on you if you look at it. But when we now see ourselves as Christ, because that's who we are in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. That's how we see ourselves. So we don't have to focus on the past. We don't have to focus on our weaknesses. Well, this is why I can't do this, and this is why I can't do that. My, Moses had a stutter, you know, and he was using that as, well, I can't because i got this. But God provided for him, right? So God works with our faith, and he's not looking at the mistakes, the weaknesses, the flaws, that, that are there through the fallen nature. But now we're a new creation in Christ. And so, again, one person, it just takes one. 
And so Moses was that one. Noah was that one. Joseph was that one. You know, like it looked like all his dreams and visions and hopes were gone. God gave him those beautiful dreams of what he was going to do and how great he was going to be. His brothers got jealous. People get jealous of your calling and blessing before the God. Right? They, they don't need to be. It's just the mm-hmm. time. But so what did the brothers do? They beat the living daylights out of him, threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery, and off he went to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's to the jailer's. And he had lots of wrong things done to him, but he must have kept that hope in his heart from the dreams that God put in their heart. Because God has put something in your heart, a dream, a vision, a desire, an inspiration that could be crowded out through the negative things that happen. But if you stay with God in your mind, then he is able to bring to pass what he's designed and called you to do. Through those times, what you go through, you grow through with God, if you keep your attention there. And so God was able to navigate him through all those disappointments, all the sadness, all the beatings he got in prison. We know in Psalms we can read that he's, he had his feet whipped with fetters and stuff like that, torture type of thing. But he kept his heart with God. Because, see, no matter what your circumstances, no one can control what you're thinking. You can let your circumstances dictate what you're thinking if you want. But if you keep your mind with God, you can have all certain things done to you, but you can keep your mind with God because no one can control your thinking. You're in control of your thinking. That's one thing that God's given you, which is yours, that no man can violate unless you allow it, unless you allow access to that. It's just really amazing. If you think of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the suffering, the tortures, the beating, the mocking, the pain, the agony, <clears throat> the embarrassment, the humiliation, he kept his mind with God all through that. Because no one could control his thinking. And he wasn't allowing the circumstances to dictate his thinking, what was between his ears. This is where the, the, the battle is, right there, right between the ears. And so when we got the spiritual mind, when our minds are focused on God, when our thoughts are set on things above, when we're focused with God, then no matter what's happening to us, it can only happen to us, but it can't happen within us if we don't allow it. So we don't allow the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts of this world to touch us, you know. And also, like, because like, I can look at my life and think, well, I've gone through this and I've gone through that. I didn't have this head start. These are all reasons. But we can, we know with God we can overcome all of this. We've overcome all of this. And so, again, through the ones, you are the one. You are the one, if your heart humble to God, like, Father, now through me, you do your work. Here I am. Send me through Abraham. You know, Abraham wasn't perfect. He was a bit of a liar, wasn't he? You know, <laughs> but like God, but in his life, Noah was supposed to be a bit of a drunk. You know, all these different things and scenarios that play out in the senses, God knows the heart of a man or a woman that is uh, directed to him. So no one can tell you what to do. That's why we listen to what God is saying. Now, God could be speaking through someone that is walking by the Spirit to help you with that direction and to strengthen you. And this is why it's good for the connections. Our first portal call is always God. Father, you navigate me. Father, you enlighten my heart and mind. So just remember, whatever your circumstances are on here, Whatever you're, you, you could be going through things. People on here could be going through things that they're not saying. 
which is fine because you keep that between you and God. But just remember what is ever happening to you doesn't have to affect your insight because you just keep your minds focused on things above, not on the things of this earth. You know, we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. We're not to lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways we acknowledge him because we know who we are. We know we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. I don't look at the old Lawrence. I've got loads of flaws and failings in my flesh, but we're to see no man after the flesh. I'm to see myself as he is, and that's who you are. So just realize today, let God open up your heart and eyes, and this, what I'm going to say now, is that through you, the billions can come. It only takes one, one focus, one aim, one direction. We look to God, and then he will navigate you through. It took Jesus Christ, one man, many thereby saved, have eternal life, have this connection with God by believing on him. We didn't see Jesus crucified. We didn't see him forsaken, did we? But we believed him. That's what faith is. See, fear and faith, they work and operate in the same way. Okay, it's, it's, it's in the imagination. Fear is in the imagination. Faith is in the imagination through the set of circumstances or words being told you. And then it builds this picture in your mind, and it's either faith or fear. Fear operates the same way as faith, but it's operating in the reverse. It's operating on the negative. And this is very standard learning that all the majority of us have learned on here. So worries and doubts, issues in unbelief, which issues in fear, faith and confidence, issues in, uh, sorry, uh, Trust and confidence issues in faith. So if you think about it, when someone doesn't have a lot of confidence because they don't have a lot of faith, no, because faith comes by hearing and hearing the words from God. So God supplies these wonderful words in lifetime, energized by the spirit to illuminate our minds, to see the truth, to see past the carnal things. So you are the righteousness of God, by the way. How righteous is God? How He's righteous, right? That's who you are. You're justified. You're sanctified. You're redeemed. God has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. There's no room for condemnation. If you fall down, you just get back up. You acknowledge it and get on. Get on with it. There's no room for condemnation. Oh, I did this stupid thing. I said that stupid thing. I was angry, I shouldn't have done this, oh, let's condemn myself now, oh God, please forgive me. You're forgiven, you're forgiven. Satan loves to work in those areas. You give no place to the devil. Don't give him no place. In Where are you going to give place to him? In your pocket? <laughs> or in your handbag? In your back? No, you give no place to him in here. We, we keep focused with God. We just keep that focus. We don't allow those negative thoughts and lying thoughts to come in. We don't incubate. Don't incubate the negative thoughts in your mind. Even if someone's ticked you off, let it go. Let it go. Right? You just let it go and God will show you what to do. So we just let it go. Now it's the love of God that energizes that faith. This is the love of God. You know, we're not judging people after the flesh. We all make mistakes on it. Believe me, none of us is that perfect, right? 
in the flesh, but it's the spirit we're perfect. And that's why God wants to lead us by his spirit. And so then God supplies to us now on here through every individual the heavenly words as God is working, as God is energizing, not the knowledge, not just the knowledge, but the wisdom which imparts understand. These words should be building faith again. So once you get the image in mind of what God has spoken to you through the heavenly words given to you, you hold on to that image in your mind. Get rid of the image of your old self. I'm hopeless, I'm useless, nothing can work for me, everything goes wrong for me, because that is fear working in, in reverse to faith. So what you're thinking and what you're saying is confession unto defeat, confession unto lack, confession unto all the wrong things that will then manifest in your life. So when we know who we are, we can say, okay, I may feel like I can't do this. It may look like I'm, I'm, I've got no hope, but my God is the God of hope. God is the God of all comfort. He gives us that anticipated pleasure. When I'm telling you good things, if I say, listen, now all of you are going to receive a hundred thousand pounds in your bank next week. You're going to anticipate that with pleasure. If I say you're going to be minus a hundred pound in your bank, you're not going to anticipate that with pleasure, are you? Right. So God gives us good words, the eulogia, these good words, fair speech. And that's what should be coming from everyone's mouth. And so like God was able to bring this out of you. Now, when we begin, we tell our testimonies of, you know, we tell our testimonies of what God got us out of, how he's working with us, how he's navigating us. These are great testimonies of God that, yeah, listen, I was in a place that I had no hope. I had no light. I had no peace. I had no direction. But God heard my prayer. Jeremiah 33:3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which you know if not. There's still things, guys, that all of us here don't know yet. He hasn't shown us yet. Have we been asking? You don't receive because you don't ask. You need to be bold in your asking. Just ask Keely. Just ask Jack. Just ask Becky. Just ask him. Just ask Danny. Just ask Amber and other people on it. You need to tell God what you want. And I've been sharing since I come back from India. You've got to say what you want, not what you see. In fact, I've been saying it since 2017. God showed me I was saying what was happening. So from that confession and belief in my heart, by going by my senses, what I understood with my carnal mind, I kept reaping and replenishing all the negative things. Nothing was changing. So if you want to change your life, you've got to change your thinking. And we change our thinking to the truth of who we are now and that our God sees in order to provide and then God gives us wonderful direction that we can practice. If we practice it, we see God's abundance. We see God's healing. We see God's deliverance. We see God's provision. And there's timing involved. You know, that we got to give God time. He's working in the backgrounds of our life, things that we don't even know. He's protecting. He's arranging. He's positioning. And we don't even take that into account sometimes, do we? But when you understand that, well, I've prayed. Cornelius was a man that gave alms unto God. He honored God with his money and he was kind to the poor and he prayed to God. 
He was a man of prayer. He was a Gentile. Right? He was a Gentile. He's a man of prayer. Devout man. And his prayers come up as a remembrance before God. Okay? So God remembered the prayer. And then when God remembers the people's prayers, there's many people in the scriptures that God remembered their prayer. And when he remembers, in other words, when the time's right, he answers it, mate. He answers it. So this causes patience. This patience helps us with endurance and to continue to trust God, even when it doesn't seem that we got the answer right yet. It builds confidence and it builds trust in God. And we're not dependent upon ourselves because we know we are dependent upon God to supply all those needs. What does God say? I shall supply all your need according to his glorious riches by Christ Jesus. God is the source. So he's the fountain of living water. He's the source. And he can supply you everything that you need in your life when you go to him in faith, when you are respectful to God, when you're, you know, you're decent in your heart. Father, I honor you. From my heart, I honor you. From my substance, I honor you. And I give my time to you. Yeah, there's things we got to do in a day. And we execute and do those things. And we just, you know, every day, just do what God gives you to do. It may not be a lot. You may think this is not really spiritual, but everything you're doing is spiritual. And it's either allowing the wrong spirits in or the right one, right? So everything you do is spiritual. Everything is a cause and effect, right? God set these laws up. You violate those laws and principles, you're going to get hurt. You're not going to get the results. So we, we, God wants us to understand these things, you know, about our thinking and our confession has an impact. You know, even your thinking plays, even your emotional state plays out in your body, cause and effect. So we don't have to let the outside in, but we let the inside out and we say what God says. We move in that direction, knowing that it only takes one person that's looking to God, that's humble and meek, that's willing to do what God says, and it will go against the flow of everyone else. People will say you're crazy. People will say that you're off. People will say you haven't got it together. But if God is navigating you, you just do what God puts in your heart to do. You do that with all your heart. doesn't matter what anyone says. If God is energizing it, that's what you do. And when you do that, you will get the fruit. So if you're not being fruitful and you think you're doing something God has shown you, maybe you need to test it out, right? Test the spirits, whether they be of God. So God has given us so many safeguards. He's given us the scriptures. He's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us knowledge. He's given us wisdom. He's given us direction. We can see what the fruit is. He said, by the fruits you shall know them. By your fruits, you shall know if you're doing it right or not, right? Because if you're lacking in one area, then you've got to look at it and say, why am I lacking in that area? Father, what do I need to do? Give me your wisdom. Show me what you need to do. If you're not getting it, then that's why the connections are good, because you can share. And then God can give wisdom through that person, that that contact point in the earth for you, to help you. So like I said, just one person. You are very, very important. I don't care where you are, who you are. If you're beginning or if you've been in it many years, you are very important, very, very important. And if you're very important, then you see the other people as important. So we don't look at each other after the flesh. You are significant. You're very significant, very, very significant. Yes, 
There are times when we need fine-tuning in our faith. Maybe some wrong doctrine's got in there. Maybe there's some wrong tradition that's got in there. Maybe there's some wrong habits. But it's as we continue, we're being renewed. And then we're starting to test and prove. We're proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 5.1 says, See, this is, none of this is your strength. Jesus Christ paid it all. And all we've got to do is listen and move. Right? Follow the encouragement. Romans 5.1, therefore being justified, made righteous by faith. It's not by doing something, it's by believing. Oh, I don't have to actually physically get on my knees and beg and plead and go to church, light 16, 17 million candles, do a cartwheel down the, the aisle, raise my holy hands, sting songs. Oh, I don't have to do none of that. No, you're, you're righteous. You're right. God says you are right, and actually you are as righteous as God is. That's powerful. Let that sink into your spirit and your mind. It's very powerful. You are as righteous as God is. Right? Because that's what God says. Uh, therefore, being justified, made righteous by faith, what you can't see with your physical eyes. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What that means is through what he done, we have peace. Is there. A lot of people haven't got that peace because they don't realize they got that peace. It's available to them through the spirit, through the prayers, through the desire. By whom also, by whom Jesus Christ. Also, we have access by what? Faith. There's your key word. Faith. Faith is confidence and trust. We're trusting these words to us. We can't see it with our physical eyes, but we believe it in our minds. And what you believe in your mind and what you see in your mind, you will manifest. Guaranteed. Million percent guaranteed. And by whom we also have access by faith into this grace. What's grace? It's the favor of God. It means God's already done the work for you. All you've got to do is believe to receive what's been done for you. Wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope, the anticipated pleasure of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Oh, I'm so blessed I'm being beaten up. No, we don't glory that way. But we know when something is going against, tribulation is like mental pressure, maybe pressures in the world, you know, is it, on us a bit, you know. But, okay, right, so I got this. So what? It's not touching the inside of me. Okay, I know God's got this. He's going to make a way. I just got to be patient, have faith, have confidence that he's made that way where there seems absolutely no way. Knowing that tribulation, these things that go on in our life that we don't like, work with patience. You know, we need patience. We do need to be patient. And it doesn't mean say you've got to be patient for one year or two years. It's just a period of time that you're going through. And patience, experience, you start to get experience. Okay, right, so there's a little hold up here. Is that all you can do, Satan? Don't worry. My God's got me. I know he's going to get me through this. i got no problem. And then we just keep doing every day, execute what we can do in a day. That's all we can do, right? God's at work because we're resting in, in that. And patience, experience, and experience what? Hope, anticipated pleasure. Because you know what you're believing for, you're going to get. You've got to see what you're believing for is already yours. Then it will manifest and show up in front of you. That's the anticipated pleasure. Jesus, 
went through what he went through for the joy that was set before him. He was being beaten, whipped, tortured. He had the worst suffering any human could suffer. But it, he didn't let it touch his inside. He didn't let it touch the the believing center of his mind. Yeah, he, he was in agony, mate. But he kept his eyes on God and he saw himself in the glory that God was going to give to him. That was his joy. And so that kept him moving. So when you're going through something, you've got your goal. And then there's the pressure there in between that goal, right? And then, so there's your goal. That's your goal there. That's your pressure. It's between you. This thing's in the way here. This is your goal. And then that goal will stay there as long as it can to get you to give up. And then you don't get your goal. But you know you're going to get your goal. You just keep moving through it. So that's what I'm saying. Whatever you're going through, you grow through. Because you know God is faithful. It's not in your strength and effort you're going to do it. But you only move as God shows you to move. So in that situation, God will say, I want you to do this. So you go and do that. That's why we need to be obedient to what God's putting in our heart or the encouragement we're getting. Because we get the benefit of blessings and we've got the anticipated joy that we know we're going to come through this season of doubt, this seasons of heaviness, this seasons of oppression or lack. God, I think David said, he said, I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, the seed of, you know, people, seed, like man's seed, nor his seed begging bread. God will always take care of you. God is so faithful. Sometimes we think he's not because of the what? Pressure, mental pressure. It's the mental pressure. And if the the forces of this world can get you to give in in your mind, then you, you're going to be kicked. You're going you're gonna to fail. You're going to have problems. But if you can hang in there, keep your mind on God. Don't let your inside mind be touched. Keep that peace. It's the peace that passeth all understanding. It's the peace that is your strength. And then, bang, when the deliverance comes, you joy and rejoice, and you tell everyone what your God's done for you. Your God's a mighty God. Your God's a God of deliverance. Your God's a healer. Your God's a provider. Your God is everything to you. So, anyway, I wasn't going to share them, but, like, I got really inspired. So, God is with you. Keep your eyes set on things above. Don't let your inside mind be touched. Yes, there can be pressures trying to come in, right? But you keep them out by keeping your focus on God. Keep in prayer. Go for a walk. Speak in tongues when you've got pressure. Father, I thank you that you've got the answer and the solution to this problem. This problem I give to you. Now, I want you to go to work for me, and I want you to sort this out for me. This is what I would desire for you to do. But God will do even better than that. Because he says he does exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. So that's my share. And I'm really thankful that uh, God inspired me to share now.